Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining our Quantum AI series. We feature the global innovators shaping the future of quantum computing. Today's guest is Nir Minerbi. Nir is a co-founder and the CEO of Classic Technologies. Nir has a history of leading cutting-edge technology teams to extraordinary outcomes. He has a master's degree in physics and is a graduate of the prestigious South Pio program. And Classic Te Technologies is a, is a quantum software develop development company based in Tel Aviv that is accelerating breakthrough innovations with a unique quantum algorithm design platform. Although it was founded just a year ago in May 2020, this impressive startup has already raised $14 million in venture funding. Nir, welcome to the Quantum AI series. Thank you so much for having me, Maeva. It's a pleasure to be here. And it is a pleasure to host you today. Thank you so much for joining me. You're super generous, you and your co-founders. Your kindness is always greatly appreciated. And happy anniversary to you and to your team. How did you personally celebrate this huge milestone? Actually, um, you know, every day is a celebration, right? <laughs> Shaping the, the future of this exciting industry. It's, uh, you know, this is a great opportunity and we really enjoy the journey, usually, <laughs> but we didn't have any specific celebrations for the anniversary. No champagne bottle, no glass of wine, a special... Um, no, but a lot of water, so yeah. <laughs> a lot of water, great. <laughs> Thank you. And so how long were you researching the quantum software space before you decided, okay, it's time to move, let's create the company? Yes, yeah, so for a few months, you know, it was, uh, it was clear to us that this is the right time to establish a company in this field, right, in quantum computing. But it was um, not an easy question to answer what is the right, you know, field or the right idea within the space, right? Because it is very clear that for, for some, you know, ideas, it's too early, but for others, it could, it could, you know, nobody, nobody knows what is the, the, the future timing of this industry, but for some ideas, it could be exactly the right timing, you know, to start when the market is emerging and to be there with the right product when it is, you know, exploding um, hopefully in the next few years. So, and on top of that, we understood that currently quantum software development is a very significant bottleneck because we all know that the hardware is the probably the most important bottleneck, right? Before we have a, a more mature hardware, so we could bring no advantage. Yeah. But even if we had today, you know, fully working quantum computer, it would be quite embarrassing because we can't really do enough things with it, right? We, we can't really develop quantum software properly right now as the development 
is at the gate level and it's very challenging. So our goal was and is to, to, to enable development of, of quantum algorithms and to enable scalable quantum software design. And can you explain to the audience how exactly you achieve that in a way that's easy to understand, that's not super technical, how you simplify the process? Yes, yes. So one thing that should be understood is, you know, the quantum software stack is in its infancy. You know, it's kind of like the 60s in, in the classical software stack. Uh, you know, when you worked with uh, punch cards and of course with the punch card, for example, you can't develop, you know, complex uh, uh, software. You can develop uh, the Google engine with a punch card because you need many layers of abstraction in order to develop something meaningful and complex. And the quantum software stack currently is pretty much limited to gate level programming. You know, like in the, in the classical stack, we have the XOR and NAND gates. And of course, when a software developer today develop classical software, so he or she, they don't really think about the, underla the underlying layers of transistors and, and gates, right? Because we have this abstraction. In quantum, we don't have that yet. And our goal is to build the next layer of the quantum software stack, which will enable a much more uh, abstract and optimized quantum algorithm design. And even though our solution is in the quantum space, our inspiration comes from the classical world. Because, you know, imagine uh, designing a, a, an electronic circuit, you know, uh, with billions of, of transistors at the gate level. It's, it's, it's just impossible, right? So that's the reason we have in the classical world uh, high-level modeling languages like VHDL and uh, synthesis tools like Cadence and Synopsis, which enable the chip designer only to define what functionality they want to achieve, but without being needed to implement the gate level um, implementation, right? That's what automation does. So that in essence, what we are doing in quantum, we want to enable the quantum software developer to define at higher level of abstraction at the functionality level, what they want to achieve, let's say they want to start with, you know, some state preparation and then to, to apply some uh, level of entanglement or, and, you know, to do all, all of all sorts of high level uh, functionality uh, in quantum algorithm design. So they can express what they want, but they don't need to implement it. They can't implement it, but that's what our engine does for them. So that's the main idea. Given that functionality uh, is a priority, how do you as CEO prepare the roadmap for, let's say five years from now, where do you believe uh, my, your, your top two or three customer base would come from, like which verticals, what do you need to have in place by then? to ensure that you're still an ongoing concern of high relevance? 
Yes. Okay. So that this is a very very important question. So first, what we develop is an agnostic vertical agnostic quantum algorithm design process, right? We don't really uh, care. We care a lot, but yet we don't care whether the you know the quantum algorithm developer will be from the finance industry or from uh, you know the chemistry industry or from university because the basic concepts of building a quantum circuit, a quantum software are similar. Of course, we, we, we have and will have a lot of uh, industry specific models and libraries. Of course, we are doing that. But uh, essentially, we want to, to, you know, in two, in, in one, in two, in five years, we want to, uh, to provide quantum software developers with the product that will enable them to develop useful industrial and scalable quantum software. Having said that, of course, some industries are more, you know, uh, early adopters in quantum computing than others. So obviously today and probably in the, in the next couple of years, the main enterprise customers will be in the financial industry, you know, automotive, chemistry, uh, IT um, and, 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 and some more, but, but not, not many more. And of course, as the time passes, as the, 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 the hardware matures, many more enterprises uh, will be there and we'll provide them uh, with, 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 we hope, the best product to design quantum algorithm. Are you seeing um, much activity or engagement from the healthcare, pharma sector, drug discovery, yeah? Yeah, so, so it's interesting because on the one hand, you know, this is uh, one of the industries that uh, um, quantum computing is very natural for, right? Because, you know, when you want to, to, to design a new uh, molecule for some uh, new drug, Classical computers, even HPCs, are very, very limited, uh, in, you know, in their capability to simulate su such molecules, and that's uh, one of the use cases that quantum computers will bring a lot of value in. But there are many more um, relevant use cases for the pharma and healthcare industry. On the other hand, only in the last year, but now we see it happening, you know, very, very fast. Um, only in the last year we have seen uh, pharma companies enter this field um, just this year. So uh, Roche and, and Merck and Johnson & Johnson and, 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 and others have established uh, quantum software teams and, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it, will, uh, it will only accelerate. Thank you. And are you, do, how do you, um... I guess, what's your price structure like? Is it license-based? How do you, yeah, what's your fee model? You don't have to tell me the exact pricing unless you want to, but how do you structure um, your offerings? Yeah, so, so, so basically uh, we provide, uh, you know, we are a product company, right? We are not unlike some of the other companies in this space. We are not a, a you know, consultancy or, or solutions 
a company. So uh, the, the business model is, is straightforward. We uh, charge per, per seat, per license. Uh, and usually we start with, with a, a three to six months uh, paid POC when, where the customer can uh, uh, both you know, see the value of the product and to solve with us a, a very crucial business problem of, of, you know, of their interest. And after that, they are able to, um, to use the product and to bring uh, many more results um, by themselves. So that's the main idea. You know, we, we, we want to provide the experts the product that will enable them to do the work, not to do it for them. Okay. Okay. And how is um, navigating? Because your 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 organization. I mean, you just launched a year ago. You've already raised, you know, a fantastic amount of money. How do you now, since money is no longer, you know, an issue per se? How do you and your co-founders navigate decision making? You know, when there is disagreement or an argument, who's the most level-headed? Is it Mortal Kombat? Do you have, you know, how do you approach um, peace? You know, how do you get to a peaceful resolution so that, you know, hopefully a win-win for everyone? Yeah, so I think that the beautiful thing is that, you know, the goals are very much aligned, right? Okay. So sometimes there are arguments about the, the best way, but usually, Maybe we'll argue, and, and we, 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 we do argue sometimes, that's you know, part of the game, <laughs> but eventually we all uh, know what is the next milestone. And you know, yes, we, we did raise uh, um, uh, you know, enough money for, for, for the near term, but it's, it's never enough, right? Because you want to build, uh, you know, you want to close a huge gap. You know, you, you want to bring 60 years of, uh, of development in the classical stack to the quantum stack. So this is a lot of work. And, you know, if we will take the time and, you know, uh, and uh, we, we won't rush, so we won't be able to do it. And we, we, we don't want to, you know, to, to like rest in the next two years until we'll, we'll, we'll have to raise the, the Series B. We want to do it much before. So we are working very hard together to reach the next milestone, which will enable us to raise more money and to expand uh, uh, the team. Um, but, you know, we, we are very good friends, uh, 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 all, all three, three of us, so it's... Uh, that's that's a, a great privilege to to be working together now i know your childhood friends with amir so how old were you when you guys met so so currently uh, me and amir are 30 years old uh yuda our cdo is a uh, 57 uh, me and amir so we are friends for the last 16 years from uh, the middle school and after that we were together in the Talpio program in, in, the, in the military service, and we are uh, very good friends indeed. 
Okay. And when do you plan your Series B? When is that next cycle? Uh, when do you plan to start raising those funds? Uh, it, 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 that's a good question, but, uh, you know, I believe it will be somewhere in the, uh, in the next few months, not, not in the, in the, you know, in the next two, but probably in the next uh, three, four, five months, hopefully. Okay. And what is your leadership style? Uh, wow, that, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, what is important for us and uh, maybe it's not answering directly the question is, yes, we are the leaders of this company, but each and every one of the employees of, of, of the company, and of course we are employees as well. Um, you know, so everyone is a leader, right? Everyone leads his or hers uh, own activity. So our goal is to enable everyone to, to, to act together and to, to bring the best results, but we don't see ourselves, you know, as some uh, emperors of, of, of this company and uh, vice versa. And what has surprised you most in the past year? What really took you off guard? Sorry, could, could you repeat that? I, sure. I what, what has surprised you most this past year? What caught you off guard? What surprised you? Yeah. Um, I'll have to, 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 to think on that. I, I don't have a, 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 an answer on, on top of my head, but I'll, I'll come back with that. <laughs> sure. And what has been the hardest part of building this company? What has been the toughest, um, what has been toughest for you personally? I think, um, you know, I think that the toughest thing is, is being patient because on the one hand, that's a startup and you run very, very fast and you need to deliver and you need to bring customers and you, you know, you, you can't rest, but on the other hand, you need, and this is difficult to remember that you, you build something that should be, you know, it should be built to last. Right, and sometimes it's it's confusing. I, I can give an example. Right, let's say that we want to uh, to bring more customers. Right, so one thing we can do is to reach out to all of them. Right, currently it's it's a pretty pretty small market. You know, all over the world there are like 150 enterprises. Uh, who are potential customers because they have some quantum software activity. But if we reach out too soon to many of them, uh, maybe we are not doing that uh, you know, in the right way. Maybe we should uh, uh, get better. Maybe we should be more prepared. So we can't really do that. So uh, and on the other hand, you are stressed to, to bring results. So, I think this is difficult and you know this balance should be carefully managed 
and uh, I, I hope we are doing it uh, okay, but uh, that's that is a challenge. Now you have multiple investors. Do they pretty much let you run your own show or do you find that some are, you know, want to be more involved? Like, do they let you, do they give you room to become, you know, the classic you were meant to be or do you find that some like to be a bit more involved? Not necessarily micromanage, but they want to be more in the day to day than, you know, maybe was intended. Yeah, so we, you know, I am and we are very, very privileged to be working with our investors. I, I think that on the one hand, we have, we, we can run, right? They, they, they definitely not, you know, micromanaging us. And, and we have a lot of, of room and space. On the other hand, we, uh, we you know, it is very important for us to learn from them. And uh, if, you know, in a board meeting, so one of the investors, you know, saying you are doing it uh, wrong or you should do it otherwise, that's great. You know, exactly, this is exactly the reason we, we, we have board meetings, right? And, you know, that's exactly the reason we are working with a very experienced and successful investor. So uh, I think the balance is very good with our current investors and uh, we appreciate that. Thank you. So what's been the most fun part of this journey? Wow, actually, that that's a lot of fun. You know, it's uh, it's very it's very in, in, intense. It's it's stressful, but we enjoy it because we really feel that um, on the only one hand, you know, that's a enterprise B two B startup, and it has a lot of it's interesting. You know, it's challenging. It's it's uh, empowering, empowering and uh, we enjoy uh, the more usual startup uh, um, features. But on top of that, I think that I enjoy very much this field. This is an exciting field. And, you know, it's, it's really something that could bring incredible results uh, in, the, in the near future. So it's really exciting to be there when it's happening and more than that, to help it happen. Uh, so uh, being part of this uh, small and emerging ecosystem, uh, that's a lot of fun to me. Uh, and do you plan to partner with academic institutions, universities, or are you primarily focused on enterprises? So both, yeah, definitely we are, uh, uh, actually we will soon be able to, to publish it, but uh, we are uh, partnering with leading uh, universities and research institutions in this field because of course our main, main market is enterprises, right? But there are some things that you can do uh, in these uh, research collaborations uh, um, which you can't do currently with, with enterprises because universities can really uh, appreciate the, um, 
you know, the meaning of, of being able to, to design software for thousands and tens of thousands of qubits, which will be more relevant, you know, few years from now. And some enterprises are very interested as well, but some others, you know, they want to solve business problems today, which is, you know, not today, but to be prepared for, for quantum advantage as soon as possible. So it's very important for us to build the product for them, of course, but also to remember and here, uh, you know, working with universities is, is very helpful to remember that we are also building the product that will enable the scaling up, you know, when building a quantum, quantum software, quantum circuit for 10 qubits is different from 100 qubits and it's very different from million qubits. So we need a to be all over this span. Thank you. And how would you advise entrepreneurs that would like to enter the quantum technology industry? What are some lessons learned or hard lessons learned that you've, you would want to share? Um, yeah, how would you advise entrepreneurs that would like to you know, start the next classic? Yes, yeah, so the, the, the easiest advice is uh, I, I love to help. So if, if uh, you know, any of you uh, would, would like to consult with me, it would be uh, my great pleasure. What else? I think, I think the most important thing here is to understand the market and, and when it goes, right? Because it's, it's tricky because as a startup, you, you want to be able to sell and to generate revenues already now, right? Because you need it. Uh, on the other hand, maybe if you will target uh, you know, the, the current market, so maybe you will miss uh, the huge market that will emerge. And on the other hand, if you, if you build right now some product, I, I don't even know which one that will be relevant only when perfect fault-tolerant quantum computers will be, uh, you know, will exist. I, I, I'm not sure that it's, that's a reasonable uh, strategy for a startup. Uh, so I think the timing is important. The, the, the total addressable market is important. And of course, the the competitive advantage is important because this is a field where uh, the tech giants act, right? And uh, you need to be very brave, for example, to, to establish a startup that tries to build a superconducting qubits quantum computer because IBM, Google, Intel, Amazon, and some others are already there. And so I think that these are the main considerations. You brought up a great point. There is a significant explosion expected, you know, by the end of the decade in quantum. So how are you preparing for what will eventually emerge? Because you, you're right, the market is relatively small now. So how are you preparing for 
that shift when the explosion, when the market erupts into what, you know, moves on to the bigger um, market size that, you know, adjustable market size that we're expecting. How are you preparing for that based on where you are now? I mean, you're starting at a great time when the clear shift is, is the momentum's picking up, but how do you then make sure that you're ready for, you know, when a lot more activity will emerge? Yeah, so, so uh, I, okay, there are, there are two, two different answers or three. <laughs> First one, we are a product company, right? It is very important for us because it's very tempting to, to, to provide services and consulting today because then you can work with so many companies that want to enter this field. And as a product company, we provide a product for quantum software developers you're limited, right? You can work only with companies who are already there or want to, to you know, very close to get involved. And yet, uh, you know, consultancy and services is not, are not scalable, right? And if we want to scale up fast with this exploding market, being a product company, which is also vertical agnostic and hardware agnostic, that's, that's the way to be prepared in our view. On top of that, of course, we are preparing for the technical point of view, right? We are not eh, building our product only to work on near-term machines with 500 qubits also, and we bring a lot of value there, but we also build it to scale to thousands and tens of thousands and more than that eh, of qubits. So, that's from the technical point of view. And, you know, from the positioning point of view, it's very important for us to position ourselves in a good place already now. So it would be very clear for a quantum software developer in whether it's in two, five or seven years that they should work with our platform if they want to really benefit from quantum computing. So. I think, you know, um, that's most of the answer. Okay, and as we're wrapping up here, I'm curious, what are you most, most excited about today? What gets you, uh, you know, what makes you want to jump up every day and, you know, keep doing this? I think, um, you know, it's it's not so difficult to be excited <laughs> with this interest. It's, it's it's pretty easy because you see the advancements of of the hardware. You know, you see every every couple of weeks actually another incredible result by you know Honeywell or IBM or Google or, or Intel, and that's very exciting. Also, you see this market emerging and you see more and more use cases and applications. And uh, maybe most of all, uh, I'm working with incredible people, very smart people. And, you know, that's, that's the best booster uh, <laughs> I could imagine. So it is exciting and I really hope this, um, you know, this uh, um, uh, ecosystem will, will keep growing so fast and 
this industry will, will evolve and uh, it is exciting. Well, thank you so much, Nira. It was a pleasure having you. And yeah, we can't wait to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much.